I'm delighted, I've been lottie dotting Not a lot of thoughts when I ponder from the top Man, these boys, they be potting I trust them like a lot And they told me that I get it Guess what, I got it You should do it too You will never lose If you ever do Must have been a ruse Ricky, that's my dude Stoops are super cool Sharks up in the pool I've been sparking up my tools I've been looking to win Spend a little again I've been first fiddle to them My God, I riddled again I told them stop clowning around They said what goes up comes down I said I'm down with the sickness My team stay ill now Come get this I'm just so dead with delight I stay ready tonight Deep dive, we rise That's the medley, alright David Delight David Delight Da-da-da, da-da-da Da-da-da, David Delight Hey! Welcome to another episode of the Debbie Delight brought to you by the Drive-In Podcast Network. I am your host, Ricky Valera. On today's episode, I am thankful that we're going to be able to jump back on to continuing our previews of the conferences. As Of course, last week, the Big Ten announced that they are coming back. As always, I am joined by my partner here, Stoops. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. I'm great. It's, uh, it's, it's great to finally have some <laughs> real conferences start up <laughs> playing. Um, we got the best one starting to... well. Yeah, today when we're recording. Um, but no, having Big Ten back, I mean, that's – it's big. You know, again, yeah, okay, we've had, you know, SEC – I'm sorry, ACC, Big 12, so on. But when you really look at it, the teams are in the SEC, the Big Ten, all that fun stuff. Even, I guess you could say Pac-12, but not really. But anyway, it's good. Hey. Big Ten's back, and I'm yeah. excited about it. And then next week, we'll be able to talk about the Pac-12. We'll we be able will. to talk about our uh, the best quarterback in college football, not named Trevor well, Lawrence. Well. Joining us this week as well from the uh, actual the actual Ohio State mascot himself, the host of the Fantasy <laughs> Football Roundtable, Matt Bruning. How are you, sir? I'm doing wonderful, <laughs> man. OHIO, baby. I'm excited to be here. Can't, I'm, I'm excited that... Uh, Big Ten football's back. And you you misspoke there, though, my friend. Uh, the best quarterback in college football, better than even Trevor Lawrence, doesn't play until October 24th, unfortunately. Wow. <laughs> He's delusional. And the, the one that even uh, – we were both – Stoops and I were surprised. So we obviously, throughout the week, we picked our guys we're going to talk about. We were surprised that you did not talk about the Mr. Justin Fields, which I'm excited about because that's who I'm going to talk about instead. So <laughs> – well, you know, you know I, I mean? figured if one of you guys wouldn't, I mean, let's not pretend like everybody knows who Justin Fields is. He's America's sweetheart. He's he's the greatest quarterback in all the land. So I'm not worried about it. People know who he is. I figured I'd bring. Just go ahead and kick him off the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> For those, you at home, just listening, for those of you listening at home and uh, not being able to see the video, I just kicked oh, yeah. uh, Bruning out of the studio here. But it's, it's <laughs> he's talking this crazy talk this morning. He woke up on the wrong side of the bed or something. I don't know. Not at all. Not at all. Just you know how these Browns amazing. fans are. But you know what, Mr. Bruning? I'll let you kick it off with talking about one of the guys inside the Big Ten that you wanted to talk about today. Who you got? Uh, I want to talk about Rondell Moore. Uh, I think he should be in the discussion. I'm, first of all, I'm glad that he decided to come back to, uh, to Purdue. He opted back in. He had opted out earlier in the year when uh, the Big Ten really kind of messed this up and said that they were not going to play at all this year. Uh, he was phenomenal as a freshman, had a, a, a just insane freshman season. You guys go back and watch. He destroyed my Ohio State Buckeyes single-handedly in that game. I believe they beat him 48 to like 17 or something like that. It was bad. Rondell Moore is an absolute beast. He came in with like a 25.9% uh, dominator rating that year. He's got... 
quickness and speed. It's elite. He's one of, going to be one of the fastest players, I think, in the nation when he comes into the combine after this season. Great yak ability. He is a little bit small, which worries me, and he does have an injury that happened to him last year. Now, from what I've read, he could come back. He could have come back and played last year toward the end of the year, uh, but he kind of held himself out because Purdue sucks, and there was no point kind of coming back at that point and and kind of possibly re-injuring himself, which is why I think him coming back this year and playing is huge because Jamar Chase and Rondell Moore both jumped him. I think coming into the season last year, uh, I just said Rondell Moore jumped Rondell Moore. Rashad Bateman. Those guys had jumped more uh, coming into this season where more, I think, was the number one guy uh, coming into the 2019 season. So having him come back this year, I think is going to be huge. I think a lot of people I, I do kind of hate it as someone who watches so much college football like you guys do, because I think we've been able to steal Rondale more like the end of the first second round in, in rookie drafts next year. But now that he's back, I'm, I'm excited to watch him play. I think he's one of the most dynamic and interesting wide receivers to watch. I personally think he's better than Jamar Chase. I do not think he's better than Rashad Bateman. Uh, but it's just going to be fun to watch him. I'm, I'm excited to see him back out there. Uh, October 24th can't get here quick enough. Yeah, I'm super. It's just exciting to have something to look forward to, obviously, with them coming back, then the Pac-12 coming back as well. It's just like we get bonus football towards the end of you know we're already getting football right now sec starts today but it's exciting i'm a i'm a big big or more guy as well uh mr stoops who you got yeah so the guy that i'm going to touch base on is uh mr garrett wilson wide receiver ohio state huge huge fan i was a huge fan of him coming out of high school um living in texas um I'm lucky enough, and, and I, like where I live in Texas, even at that, I'm able to watch a lot of the top guys. Um, yeah, I may have to drive two, three hours sometimes, but um, it, at times it makes it worth it, right? So Garrett Wilson, he's out of Austin, Lake Travis um, High School. Um, so that's that's only about hour and a half away from where I'm at now, and he came down to San Antonio for some playoff games. So I got to watch him in high school. Absolute monster on the field, right? He's only six foot, 193, so he's not towering over people but he plays much bigger than what his six foot frame would show um i was very impressed with with his size and how he's able to win like 50 50 balls and how his route running um just i was a huge fan of his, his playing style before he even got to ohio state and then of course it just kind of continued to to you know progress so um, he was a five-star prospect coming out of out of high school. He was the 20th ranked player in the country. He was the number two ranked wide receiver, and he was the number three ranked player in Texas. And I must add, the two ahead of him went to AM. So just keep that in mind. Um, albeit one was an offensive lineman and one was a defensive lineman, but that's okay. They went to AM. So um, no, but he was the third ranked player in Texas, and that that speaks volumes for for him as a player. Cause again, we know Texas, you know, California, Florida, there's all those States that have just pro top prospects every year and to, to be top three is pretty phenomenal. So you look at his stats last year, albeit not very eye popping, but to do what he did basically as a, as a freshman is, is pretty nice to see 45 targets, 30 receptions, 432 receiving yards, five touchdowns and 23 first downs. So you look at it again, not, not, totally eye-popping but with the guys that were there last year he wasn't really the focal point so to still have numbers like that i think is awesome when against the big 10 op um, opponents last season again where he did bulk of his his um production 322 receiving yards three touchdowns counted for 18 first downs and 21 receptions so big big chunk of it was there 
And I just think he's he's going to be the guy this year, in my opinion, or one of the top guys. Um, I know that they brought in a slew of freshman receivers this year, but they're going to be young, but talented at the receiver position, I think. And he's kind of one of those, as, as crazy as it sounds to be a, a sophomore, but he's one of those vet guys, right, that's going to kind of be able to, to teach the younger guys the ropes and kind of what he went through, right, being a top prospect coming out and what he needed to do. But when you look at the touches by yards, 73.3% of his touches went for eight-plus yards, and he had eight that went for 21-plus yards. So he's got that big playability. Um, and again, he's able to win those 50-50 balls. I'm just a huge, huge fan of Garrett Wilson. Always have been. Um, and it's funny. So you, you have, especially in, when you live in certain states, you kind of typically pay more attention to those guys. Um, so it was one of those where, yeah, he was a top guy. But whenever I was doing my Debbie drafts and all that, I was wondering, I was like, do people really know who Garrett Wilson is? Because he could be ranked high, but did people really watch him? And I found out very fast that a lot of people knew who Garrett Wilson was. This was last year, obviously. It was just like, oh, Garrett Wilson's already gone. Cool. So I think he's just going to continue to to raise his stock. I, I think he's going to be a, a favorite target of, of uh, Justin Fields this year. So I'm excited to see what happens. But, yes, Garrett Wilson out of Ohio State. Speaking of Ohio State, I'm going to talk about the second best quarterback in college football for this upcoming draft, and that's Justin Fields. Um, for me personally, I was very, very excited to the idea of Justin Fields playing this year because I felt like there was a lot to like about him last year, but there was some there's some nitpicky things that you could say about Justin Fields that you would want to see from him in another season, right? We had one season out of him, which was a phenomenal season. But when you look at certain things, um, Fields was challenged when he threw the ball 30 or more times in football games last year. He had a completion percentage last year of 674 on the season, but whenever he threw the ball more than 30 times, it was at 55%, 12 points lower than his typical average. I mean, we saw what he did against Clemson. He kind of struggled there. Struggled there. He threw the ball 50 times um, and threw the two picks as well. And, of course, against Indiana, he threw the ball 30 times, and he had a completion percentage of 47, and then a game against Wisconsin, 33 at a 58% completion percentage. Um, I would like to see just a little bit more consistency from him throughout the season. I don't feel like in that conference field is really challenged enough. I feel the same thing about Lawrence. You know what I mean? I don't feel like they have the upper enchilance of, of teams that they're playing week in and week out where he feels like he has to kind of show out. Um, if you saw his stats, a lot of his stats are first half stats because he's more than likely going to be out of the game between the third and fourth quarter, um, which is also interesting. The one thing that I really, really love about Fields is obviously his red zone presence. Um, last season, he had 40, he threw 40 for 65 passes, 62% completion percentage, which is really solid in the red zone, 27 touchdowns, zero interceptions. And of course, you have to factor in the 10 rushing touchdowns that he had inside the red zone as well, which just kind of shows the dynamic playmaking ability that he is capable of having. Um, outside of this, the quote-unquote negative stuff that I had there. I would say if you watch some of his tape from his time in Georgia to his to the time in Ohio State, you saw a massive improvement in a lot of different things, including his mechanics, which shows his ability to want to get better. You know what I mean? You want that from a guy. You want that from a guy that's in college and, and his first year starting and then second year starting. You know what I mean? It was his first full year as a starter. But outside of that, he has great eyes for the field. He has ability to move the defenders with his eyes, which is something that I love to watch when a quarterback is capable of doing that. Um, he can make a throw. I think that he can throw on the run just as good as Trevor can. Um, he has a cannon for an arm 
cannon for an arm. He just slings it down the field. Uh, there was one play where I watched it. He threw across his body and he threw the ball like 40 or 50 yards down the field. And I was just blown away that a, you're able to do that with your feet planted, but he threw it across his shoulder um, across the field. And it was, it was just a beautiful throw. Um, he has a big time arm that I like throwing the ball down the field. There's not a lot of plays that I don't think that he can't make throw wise. Um, I would like to see a little bit better on the progressions. Um, and I think that's going to change this year with Dobbins gone. I do know that they have some running backs back there, but for me, I think they're going to throw the ball a lot more than they did last year. And that could you know, be telling to what we see out of fields for the entire season. But obviously, you know, fields for me is hands down, hands down. Uh, one of the top two quarterbacks in this class. I, I don't think there's anybody it's, it's really for me, it's Lawrence and fields. And then it's literally the field, but that, that was really bad. <laughs> but uh <laughs> But for me, there's nobody close to these two. Justin Fields is a monster. He's going to be a big-time player on Sundays, and I'm, I'm excited to see that because um, him and Lawrence are going to be fun to watch in, in, in the NFL for the next 10-plus years. So Justin Fields, uh, you know, probably never heard of him, but after today, I think you should maybe try to draft him, maybe. So can I, can, I, uh, can I interject? Can we have a discussion on my boy Justin Fields really quick? We can absolutely have a discussion. All right. So I'm, I'm just curious because I know that you – you brought up some of uh, some of the stats here, and I'm looking at them, and I would say that some of those where he had the 58 percent pass, the the completion percentage. If you also look at the games, it's because he wasn't he really wasn't doing much in those because of the running game because of J.K. Dobbins. Well, I understand, Clemson, but if you're throwing the ball 30 times, though, I mean, the game you throw the ball 30 times, and you, you know, especially against Indiana, I mean, 47 percent completion percentage. He only I threw mean, the ball 24 times, though. That's my that's my point for 199 yards, but he still got three touchdowns. I, <laughs> I mean, I'm not I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you there. I, I'm just saying, Godly, I'm not I'm just saying that there is some inconsistencies there that I would. Like I, I agree said, with I wanna, you on that. I want to see him throw the ball more. I want to see him. Um, I want to see him be more fluent with his passes. I want him to see, you know, that's the kind of stuff that I want to see. Well, I, I do think that happens this year because you don't have a J.K. Dobbins. I mean, Trey Thurman's not J.K. Dobbins, so you're you're going to see him pass more. I just don't want the Clemson game. I mean, and I'm still a little triggered about that game. So, but I don't. I personally don't think you can say he has two interceptions in that game. He threw he threw one. That second one, Chris Olave. Falls. I mean, Isaiah Simmons. He's a phenomenal defender, but he 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 was right there for the pass. If Chris Olave runs the right route and doesn't fall down, that's a touchdown. Buckeyes beat Clemson. Now they probably get. I don't want to say waxed by LSU. They're not beating LSU. I will admit that. But I don't think you can put both of those on them. And I think the last couple games, his stats don't look good because everybody's got. He had a knee injury. Like he he messed up his MCL three games before that. Sat out two plays gets a massive knee brace on and comes back out and still, in all honesty, dominates Clemson. If you look at his stats compared to what Trevor Lawrence did against Ohio State, he dominated Clemson without having J.K. Dobbins as well. So I'm not trying to say he's better than Lawrence. He's not. I do think he's going to be the better NFL quarterback if you want me to be 100% honest because Trevor Lawrence, I don't think, is going to be used the way that Justin Fields can be used at the NFL level. They're both phenomenal runners. They both have live arms. They're both, I think, very good. I, I don't think there's as much separation as others do. 
I just, I, 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 I would, I, I would agree with you there. I would agree with you that I don't think that that's to me. Like everybody talks about these other guys, especially yeah. Trey Lance. You know what I mean? I'm sorry, Justin Fields is heads and shoulders above Trey Lance. I'm sorry, he is. I know that's not a popular opinion anymore these days, but for me, it's that's just how I feel. I don't think the separation between Field and Lawrence is that big. I just think that we have two of the best quarterback prospects, one and two that we've seen in a while. And I think that both these guys are going to be good. Obviously it's going to depend on landing spots as well, because we know landing spots can ruin a, an NFL player's career. You know what I mean? Like look at, you know, some of the guys that we're watching right now, you Baker Mayfield's a perfect example. You know what I mean? I think he'd be a lot better if you take him off of the Browns. You know what I'm saying? Like nah, there's this turning it around, baby. It's turning it around. It's <laughs> turning it around. Did you but, see that uh, game last Thursday night? They're turning it around. They're going to win 56 to three this weekend. Just you yeah. watch. Yeah. They, they're, yeah. <laughs> against the Bengals, who are the worst defenses in football. Hey, hey, but hey. You, you got to beat who's on the schedule. And that's all that matters. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Um, all right. Off the of fields for now. Uh, Bruning, let's transition to the other guy that you wanted to talk about this week. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to kind of keep the theme going that I had with Rondale Moore, and it's guys that I think are really kind of going to benefit from playing again this year now with Big Ten coming back, and that's going to be Journey Brown. Uh, he's, I think, kind of been a really popular name for a lot of people after what he did in the back half of the season last year. Um, so, you know, 5'11", 215, he has that NFL size right there, and speed. He was the the wording that I like to use for him, if you knew if you knew about him coming into season last year, he was a track star trying to learn how to play football. And at the end of last year, I think he had transitioned to a football star with track speed. He had set multiple track records in Pennsylvania in high school. He's got phenomenal speed, but he just he couldn't get past Noah Kane, who I think is also a very good running back there at Penn State. He ended up finishing the year with 890 yards on 129 attempts with a with an average of 6.9. Uh, yards of carry and 12 touchdowns. The biggest one, obviously, being that Memphis game. That's one that, in my opinion, really kind of solidified him as, as a star moving forward. I think he 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 does a little bit of everything, but coming back this year, I want to see if he can continue being that guy because, again, he he beat out Noah Kane. I th- was and Stoops, you may be, or one of you may be able to have it. Noah Kane suffered a little bit of an injury last year, right? And that's what ended up pushing Journey Brown up, and then he just kind of didn't let the spot go. I think he did. I, th- I think okay, there was some sort of injury, yeah. But, I mean, he's got that speed and explosion you want to see. His vision was a little bit bad for me at times. Like, watching him on on film, there's a couple times where Penn State, who who does have a really good offensive line, Penn State's a good team overall. They open a hole for him, and then he doesn't hit it, and he goes a different way, or he tries to go, he cuts back, and he shouldn't have. Just take the hole. Sometimes you just got to take that play. May only get you five yards, but trying to cut back, and then you lose yards. Like, I want to see him work on that. But still... Just starting, I think the last five or six games last year, he 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 got a twenty point two percent dominator rating. Like that's phenomenal for for only five or six games. You know, a ju- redshirt junior, so he can come out into the draft after this season. I expect him to. Running backs, I don't. I mean, Etienne and Hubbard are, you know, the outliers are coming back for their senior years. Etienne, I think more just because he wants to win that national championship after after the LSU game. Uh, but Brown likely is going to come out. I think he has a chance to jump up. I don't think he catches the E.T. and Harrison Hubbards of the world, but I think he he very much could come in right as that fourth guy, get that second-round draft capital, which would be huge. Again, he just needs to improve a little bit on his vision, pass blocking, but with that speed he has, if you get to that NFL level, I mean, he, he could be lights out if he improves his vision and everything. So I, I love Brown. I think he's he's a phenomenal guy. Probably can't trade for him now in any Debbie leagues because of what he did at the end of last year, but coming back this year, 
again, sucks for us because we already knew about him and we wouldn't have been able to steal him late like a like a guy I know both of you guys are really high on Jamar Jefferson, who now is coming back. Mm-hmm. He was a guy I was hoping that we'd be able to steal late in those rookie drafts because they didn't play this year. But it's going to be great to see him back and, and raise his draft stock. So Journey Brown, for me, is a, is a big guy to watch when Big Ten football comes back. Yeah, that's one thing for me that I've realized that's really disappointing about some of these conferences coming back. It's like some of these guys are yeah. so by low. It's like, man, now they're going to go out there and play, and people are like, oh, I like that guy now. And it's like, yeah. you know, the guys that don't watch college football or just get ready to prep whenever it's time, it's like, damn, like this is really just not ideal per se. All right, uh, transition over to Stoops. What you got for us, man? Yeah, so the guy that I'm going to talk about is actually a true freshman, um, Rakeem Jarrett, um, out of Maryland, wide receiver. He's a five-star guy coming out as well. He was the 27th ranked player in the um, in the nation. He was the number four ranked wide receiver um, right there behind a guy who didn't even play his senior year. So keep that in mind. Hey, he's going to end up. Anyway, um, he was the number one player in his state. He is. So again, he's got a little bit, again, that's that smaller frame like uh, Garrett Wilson did. Six foot, a little bit more weight to him. He's about 208. So I, I bet he'll put on some some more weight now that he's in the college, you know, the the Strength and conditioning is much, much different at a D1. Oh, there he is. Hey, there we go. What did I did I did I vanish? Did I go you away? Just, you just vanished, brother. We uh-huh. just thought you were taking, you know, we, we could tell how excited you got talking about <laughs> yeah. so your mic pop up a little bit. So I was like, oh, maybe he just needs to take a minute, calm himself down. No, anyway, <laughs> all right. I don't know what happened there. So yeah, my thing just started thinking, and all three anyway, it doesn't matter. So yeah, Rakeem Jarrett, he peaked as the 13th ranked player in his class. So he definitely um he's definitely a guy that that we're was very highly touted coming out of, out of high school. When you watch his film, um, his yards after catchability is phenomenal, right? It's absolutely phenomenal. They, he was clearly the best player on his team. Um, in a lot of cases on the field, he was just making defenders look, look silly, to be honest with you. Um, I found it crazy. So his senior season, he had only, I say only, but he had 60 catches, 950 yards and seven touchdowns. When you watch his film, I would have expected him to have like 1,400 yards. Every play seemed like it was going for 40, 50 yards in a touchdown, it seemed. Obviously, a lot of times it's highlight film, so you're going to see those types of plays. But even ones that didn't go for touchdowns, they were still 30 to 50 yards. So it was just kind of baffling to see that he only had 950 yards. I I would have expected 1,200, 1,300 plus. But nonetheless, he's a phenomenal talent. He was originally committed to LSU. And then um, in a lot of cases, shockingly, as people people had said, um, flipped to Maryland basically on his, his announcement, his signing day. So he flipped to Maryland, but he was originally committed to LSU. Um, I'm just excited to see what him and, and I'm going to sound like Bruning over here, but Talia, Tulia, to his brother. Tulia, Tulia, Viola. I can't say the last name, but Tulia, yeah. That guy. I don't know if he's been named the starting quarterback, I'll be honest. Yeah, so, I think I can't remember who their starter was, but he, uh, I think, I believe he opted out. I can't remember. Okay, that's right. He wasn't that good, but he opted out. So, yeah, that's it's going right. to be Tulia. That's right. So, to watch them for the next three years, basically, uh, two to three years, potentially, uh, you know, whatever, however long um, Tulia sticks around, but <laughs> no, to, <laughs> to watch them for the next two to three years is going to be fun. I, I think Rakeem Jarrett's going to be. He's going to be the top guy in the receiving option once he can, you know, gets acclimated to the, the offensive schemes and all that fun stuff. Um, obviously, a lot of people are saying he, he's kind of filling that Stephon Diggs role, right? Stephon Diggs went to Maryland, and he was kind of the guy there. So it's it's big shoes to fill, right? We understand that. But at the same time, when you come in as, let's call it, you know, a top, top receiver. Uh-oh, he's raising his hand. 
I just have a question for you because I because I know I know you know this, and I, I'm I'm a big fan of Raheem Jarrett as well. Would you compare him more to Stefan Diggs or DJ Moore? Because I, I kind of like I think his game's closer to DJ Moore. I, I agree that's what everybody's saying that he's with Stefan Diggs, but I, I would put, compare him more to DJ Moore. I would compare him more to DJ Moore, and I think the only reason a lot of people went with Diggs is because of the school. Right. I, I think that's what just stands out. So I do think it'd be a little bit more of a DJ Moore style. Um, it, it, don't get me wrong. Compare me to one of those two guys and I'm going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So it, it wouldn't bother me, but I would agree. It's probably more of a DJ Moore style. So definitely going to be excited to see um, what he does on the field. Again, given the off season, given kind of how things have went, it might take a couple of games to, to really see his full potential, but I think it's coming. And, and I think he's, he's, it's crazy. He's a five-star guy, but when you really look at the receivers, like was he really talked about, right? It was like Julian Fleming. It was Demon. It was, um, what was it? Kayshawn. Um, yeah. Like there's all these other receivers that were talked about and it was just kind of like, Oh yeah, there's Rakeem Jarrett, you know, being a five-star guy. So, I think he's definitely someone that that needs to be you know watched and, and keep your eyes on him for sure. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to switch it up and talk about the best school inside the Big Ten. That's Michigan. Um, I'm gonna t- <laughs> I can't even say that with a straight face. Sorry. Even as a Michigan fan, I can't even say that with a straight face. Uh, I'm going to talk about Zach Charbonnet, the running back. Uh, 6'1", 224-star prospect. Uh, last season, 139 carries, 729 yards, 11 touchdowns, eight catches, 30 yards. Um, the one thing I'm super excited about is the fact that they might actually have a quarterback this year. Um, it, with that being said, I think that the defense is really kind of sold out um, and, and stacked kind of eight in the box very easily because they just said, hey, Shea Patterson, throw the ball. And then he would, and then he would not hit any of his receivers. And then, of course, Michigan would lose all the time. Um, the one thing that I noticed right off the back is 107 of his 149 carries came in six of the 13 games. In those six games, he averaged 4.6 yards a carry, and nine of his 11 touchdowns. Um, it was very interesting to understand that he had single-digit rushing attempts in six of or in in seven of his 13 games, which was not very consistent in uh, the play calling. Which I have questioned. No offense, since Harbaugh's been there, I think it's been very sketchy. I think that they tried to make Shea Patterson more than what he really was, which then they just kind of stuck with him for a long period of time. And then guys like Charbonnet kind of just fall through the the cracks. Um, For me, another thing that I like, I love that he's a a smooth pass catcher, which I would love to see more of this year as well. He's a ground and pound style running back who I believe that you can just ride for three consecutive downs. This guy's going to make a difference on Sundays. He's, you know, he's strong. He he doesn't like the guy, um, we're talking earlier. That's like, you don't dance around. You know what I mean? He hits the holes. He focuses Like you were talking about journey Brown. You know what I mean? Journey Brown dances a little bit. I I don't think we see a lot of dancing from Charbonnet and I I love watching him kind of hit the holes focus. He he lets the linemen do their job and then he just pounds the holes and just goes all the way through. Um, Another thing that I liked as well, this guy is a red zone monster. All 11 of his touchdowns came inside the red zone. Um, nine of 11 of them came inside the 10, six of those he had a touchdown run of one, two, three, one, two, three. It's all within, you know, the three yard line, which is impressive as well. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing him play. This is one of those guys I was super duper excited about. And then whenever the, you know, big 10 kind of dropped the ball, they were like, oh, well, you know, you won't get to see him this year. 
but I really think that he's a guy that can make a difference. And I really feel like um, he's going to have a strong season this year. I think they're going to ride him, especially with the inexperienced quarterbacks that they have coming in. I really hope Joe Milton starts because I think Joe Milton can be really, really good. I think he's a dual threat quarterback that you know, I've talked about him on the podcast before, but um Charbonnet is a good running back. Uh, I think that after this season, he'll kind of rise up some draft boards, but um, big time fan of Zach Charbonnet coming into this season. Yes, sir. So <laughs> I will say, I love it. <laughs> no, I don't want to, I don't want to like speak out of terms. So no, um, I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I am a little bit worried. Cause I think didn't Milton, Milton got named the starter, didn't he? Cause McCaffrey transferred. M- yeah. McCaffrey completely dropped out. Yeah. Yeah, but there was so, another I mean, guy out there too, so I'm kind of hoping Milton is a starter. Milton, I, well, I mean, again, I don't, I, I, I could have swore I know a bunch of people were talking about Milton. I'm not gonna lie, he scares me a little bit as a Buckeyes fan. I think he's got a cannon, man. He's he does, I mean, very good. He's got, he's got an arm on him, and I think that the dual threat. I think that this is probably one of the better quarterbacks that we've had yeah. at Michigan in a long. Long, oh yeah, long. That's yeah, good. I mean, Shea Patterson was there for about eight years, so you know what I mean. He's like, it's it's happy to. I can't remember time before Shea Patterson at Michigan anymore. I can't. It's 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 impossible. Yeah. It's like Texas fans and Sam Ellinger. You know what I mean? He's been there for forty five I mean, years. He has been there for forty five years, but he's been good for like forty yeah, of forty five years. I mean, I'm not. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I'm not comparing the two at all because Shea Patterson is just not good at football. Um, but yeah, that's that's the wrap up for us, guys. Uh, anybody else want to touch on anything before we go? I do. I'm contractually obligated to talk about one player really quick, if that's okay. Absolutely. I'll, I promise I'll be quick. G. Scott Jr., Ohio State. I knew Buc- it. Guys. That's I knew my it was guy. coming. I, I got to just mention him. I didn't want to <laughs> talk about it because I, I don't know how much run he's going to get yeah. this year, but 1,453 yards in his last year in high school and 76 catches, 15 touchdowns. Dude has one of the toughest wide receivers in this class. I think he's the best out of the three freshmen that got recruited there. I mean, the catches that this kid made, he already comes in, in my opinion, as the best route runner in this class. I mean, he's his hands, everything. He just got his uh, black stripe removed mm-hmm. off his helmet as well. One of the quickest wide receivers to do that at Ohio State. I mean, Jackson Smith-Najigba, who did get recruited with him, did do it two days beforehand, but whatever. G. Scott Jr., he's a guy to watch. I'm telling you, he's going to end up being right up there with – you know, Ricky was just talking about. Uh, well, off air, he was talking about his guy, uh, Damon Demos, who's an f- absolute stud, uh, who's going to be right there at the top of this that class in 2023 with Rakeem Jarrett. I think G. Scott Jr. is going to be right there, right with those two, and the best at Ohio State the next coming years. So I just want to throw that out there. He's a kid to watch. I love him. I've been pumping that kid up for like the past five, six months. Nobody, it seems like now people are coming on the train that they're seeing the highlight videos of the catches <laughs> he's making at practice coming out, but he's, he's going to be a really good kid. I can't wait to watch him play in uh, this year, I guess now. Thank God. Yeah. I'm super excited about this. this and then like I said, next week we'll dive into the pack 12, make sure to uh, head on over and give uh, Mr. Bruning's podcast a listen, the fantasy football Roundtable. Those guys are great over there. Head on over and join our discord chat as well. Um, we have a lot of fun in there. We've been answering a lot of questions, whether it's trade, start, sit. We have all a host of of questions that we answer <clears throat> each week. God, I lost my voice there for a minute. Um, we'll also, check us out. Matt Bruning and I out on Sunday mornings at uh, 11 a.m. Eastern time. We are uh, answering your start and sit questions leading up to kickoff. Uh, make sure to follow Stoops on Twitter at Stoops1990. Give myself a follow at Ricky Valer underscore. And until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. See you later. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.